Hey, well, look, it's my, it's my real pleasure. Um, Pastor Sam, of course, as I mentioned, is from Singapore. What I didn't say, he originally hailed from the same part of India that I went to school in. Can anything good come from Uti? We are a demonstration that that is a yes and amen. And uh, this is a man who's got a tremendous uh, you know, grace on his life to teach, but also to carry the grace of faith. And uh, whatever it is that God has put in your heart, we're expectant for. So why don't you put your hands together and give a great big warm welcome to Pastor Sam from Singapore. Thank you for being with us. Such a privilege, an honor to be here, being at the right place at the right time. Thank you. So many years back, it seemed good to God that Pastor Paul had to be in my native place. Fifteen years back, another spiritual son who is sitting here, his name is Sonny, was my student. Do you think it is an accident that I'm here? Divine appointment. <laughs> okay, let me introduce my wife here. Just come for a moment. She's my wife. We are married for 40 years. We thought we came to celebrate that, <laughs> not just that. Thank you. I want to say about our marriage before I go further. It pays to obey God. Now it may shock some of you here because I never spoken a word before my, I got wedded. Not even a word. I spoke a word the day we got engaged, one day before our wedding. Don't ask me what I spoke. <laughs> However, for the past 40 years and beyond, we know that God is faithful. It is good to obey God. Although I don't know who she is, never spoke a word. I want to believe God. Today I stand here 40 years. Successful married life. Amen. That's my slightest introduction. All right. <laughs> Such a privilege, honor. I'm humbled, yet honored to be here. I am here not by invitation. The Lord asked me to come here. I've been following your church closely. Ever since I came to know that somebody I need to plant in this church, I started to do my search. There are so many churches we have visited over these 49 years of my ministry. Don't ask my age. <laughs> I started preaching when I was 16. Oh, I told my age already. <laughs> I have seen the demonstration of the Spirit. Tonight, as Pastor Paul said, something is beginning and it will stay forever until you see Jesus face to face. 
thank you, Pastor Paul and Pastor Jody, for accepting us not knowing who we are. We are humbled. But God knew it. Woody, buddy, thank you. I am here not by invitation, although I was invited. Your pastor really is a man of God who knows the heart of God. When I came here, I knew I'll be speaking in the evening service. But lo and behold, already booked. I said, Lord, I don't think you're going to lie to me. You brought me all the way here. How come? I am by divine appointment to bring forth divine alignment. Divine alignment. Get back to God. It is going to be a message of hope. Of course, I am in hope center. What is hope? Do you know what is the meaning of hope? Bible hope. Confident expectation of good to happen. Confident expectation of good to happen. Bible talks about our Lord Jesus coming. Bible hope. We all believe that he's coming back. There's no doubt about that. That is hope. Not maybe, may not be. That is not, that is the worldly hope. Hope center is grounded on God's word. There is no if and buts. Sorry, I can be a little bit aggressive. <laughs> it's just the beginning only, first gear. <laughs> the Lord is so, 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 so good. As a teacher, sometime, you know, I would quote a lot of scriptures. And I don't want to do that tonight. I just knew in my heart the corrections will be there, but it will be gracious. Encouragement will be there, very divine. Our God is gracious and He is merciful, full of mercy. And so, today I'm going to talk about divine alignment that concerns healing, prosperity. Uh, last week I had uh, an opportunity to minister to a connect group. And I shared from 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Even as, another translation says, just as. And I believe all our prosperities are hinged on solical prosperity. All our prosperity is hinged on solical prosperity. That means to extend your soul prospers, you're going to prosper in every area of your life. And prosperity is a big word actually that includes healing, preservation, prosperity, everything. Amen? And so tonight, something is beginning in most of your lives. Many countries I have visited, we have visited, we have seen church, how they worship, but something unique about your church. I do not know anybody has told you. I want to say something to you here. A hungry bunch. 
The only thing we need to realign to believe right. I'm not saying that you are not believing right. Maybe you will understand the moment when I finish my preaching and teaching, you will understand. Oh, that's what Pastor Samuel meant. Okay. God has been gracious enough that we could have 14 years of pastoral ministries, then jumped into teaching ministry right from 2001, 2003, all the way until today. God has been so good. I've been raised in a very devotional family. I had a privilege to be born into a Christian family. Just because you're born doesn't mean you become one. I'm not a Christian then. Anyway, we had a good values. My parents taught me well. But they didn't have a, you know, kind of a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. But we were taught the word. We need to memorize the scripture. We need to quote Psalms. Otherwise, we will not get food. That was the environment I grew up with. Praise the Lord. At the age of 15 to 16, I had a divine encounter. And that changed my life forever. I did not know that. Immediately after the encounter, I was standing preaching to students, 200 students, 1974. That's how the ministry started. I want to tell you something. God has amazingly used us in the ministry. We have seen absolute miracles, signs and wonders. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. We have seen it. I was preaching many years back in Philippines. And as I was teaching, all of a sudden, the Lord said to me, close your book. I'm teaching for Rama Bible Training Center, first batch in Philippines. The Lord said, I said to stand, just pray. And as I opened my mouth and started to pray, the Lord said, forgive. One word, forgive. Just comes out of my spirit, forgive. And as I spoke the word forgive, one of the students from my right side she was a young woman. She started to cry out and say, I forgive you, Dad. I forgive you, Papa. And the forgiveness, that word, started to, you know, voice out everywhere throughout. Within a short while, listen to me carefully. I was closing my eyes. My wife was just right behind me. All of a sudden, as they were crying out to God in one heart, suddenly, the anointing of the Holy Ghost came in that room and the entire building shook under the power of God. Next day actually came on the papers. If you can believe, nothing is impossible to him that believeth. Question, do you believe it right? You're going to be more accurate. Brother. Yes. You're going to be more accurate. You have the courage already. You're going to be more accurate. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You can speak back to me, okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was ministering in Sri Lanka. By the way, where is Stephanie? Stephanie. Don't ask me whether I knew her by name. The word of this. No, no, no. I know her name. <laughs> Stephanie, can you stand? I'm not going to embarrass you. God is stepping you up. 
What have you been going through? He's stepping you up. Yeah, straight forth, stretch forth your hands. Close your eyes. Yeah, he's setting you up. You're the apple of his eyes. You were thinking that no one knew and that no one knows. It is not an accident I'm here to speak this truth to you. The one who has called you is faithful. The one whom you have trusted is trustworthy. Watch what is going to, God is going to do in and through your life. Give glory to the Lord and your life is never going to be the same. In the night season, God is going to wake you up, show you visions and dreams. Your walk is going to be wonderful with the Lord. Something new is beginning right today. It's not an accident. You are here meeting me. Bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Let the Holy Spirit flow. You all pray, right? Many people say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is God's will in heaven? Come on, guys. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is God's will on heaven? Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 says, there is no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more crying. That is the will of the Lord in heaven. Come on, guys. And you know what? Many people say, ah, oh, all this pain is going to be only when I'm living on this earth. No. Divine alignment. What is divine alignment? Not die and go to heaven. Heaven must come down. I was thinking that we are going to heaven. No. Heaven is coming down. Am I, am I speaking to the right crowd? I don't know. Uh, my theology is correct, by the way. Tested out. It is tested out. I'm preaching only the word, okay? For everything what I say, I will show you scriptures two or three. Heaven came down and glory filled the earth. You know, Jesus asked us to pray. Our heavenly Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. And then what's the next verse? Thy will be done on earth as it is in No more death in heaven. No more crying in heaven. No more sorrow in heaven. No more pain in heaven. What are we praying? What are we praying? Playing. What are we praying? Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Divinely align yourself and say, I am willing. The Lord showed you also, sister. No need to stand. I'm praying for you. For some reason, I was praying for you. You all can see me, okay? Eye to eye. I'm not ferocious, hopefully. I'm gracious. <laughs> somebody said, unless somebody speaks, you cannot look at them. For me, unless you see, I cannot look at you. So see me. As I'm speaking, to God be the glory. You see, so much I wanted to share with you guys. I'm impregnated with the word of God. But I just want to release what is necessary. I forgot to note the time also when did I come here. Please let me know. 8? 8.15? 8.15?
8.15, right? Okay. All right. Just want to make sure of that. Yeah. All right. Who hath believed our report? To whom the arm of the Lord is revealed? Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report? To whom the arm of the Lord is revealed? God wants to give his report. God wants to give his diagnose. Who is that willing to believe his report? Then later on, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 says, Surely, he gives his diagnose. Surely, he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. By his stripes, you are healed and we are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 goes on to say, By whose stripes, watch carefully, by whose stripes you were healed. What does it mean? You all know English, right? Hopefully. You were healed. So when you're praying, don't ask God, when are you going to heal me? Hello. I do not know whether you're seeing it. That means he has not done his work. Redemption is not complete. You're thinking you need to go to the Lord and say your case. And you say that God will have to feel merciful towards you. And say, okay, oh, I forgot about you. Okay, now, you will be healed. No. By whose stripes ye were healed. If ye were healed, you are healed. Divine alignment says, I'm not going to pray for healing because I'm the healed. Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. What is that steal now? Healing. Guys, listen, you're not going to be healed. If you're born from above and truly saved, according to scriptures, sorry, I'm a little loud because I'm an Indian. <laughs> I want to drive the point in. You are healed. 2,000 years ago, on the cross, you were healed. That is the truth. Would you align to that? You will never ever pray, Lord, heal me. Why do we pray, God, heal me? Not wrong. Technically not wrong, but theologically not wrong. It is wrong, actually. Because only people who think they are not healed, they have to pray for healing. Not you and me. You are the redeemed of the Lord. If you are the redeemed of the Lord, and the word of God says you were healed 2,000 years ago, then you are healed. You may ask me, sir, I, 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 I don't feel healed. Yeah, it is a manifestation. That's it. You could say this way, I need to experience the manifestation. You're right. But are you the healed or, the, or not? I am the healed. I am the healed. Say with me. Say one more time. This is truth. Ye were healed. The devil is cunning. He paints a picture that you don't want to see. He makes you confess as if Jesus has not died for you. But he has already paid the price. Redemption is complete. Healing is proclaimed. In him... In Christ, you are blessed. 
with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. What does it mean, guys? Tell me. Blessed yet sick? Hmm? How can you be blessed yet sick? Blessed yet broke? Impossible. If I am blessed, I am blessed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited about this church. You may ask me, sir, are, uh, what are you? I have everything what I have prepared here, more than here, here. I don't need notes. Genesis chapter 11. God came down and said this. This is concerning your church. I'm saying, just watchful, be watchful. These people are of one heart. And they are planning to build a tower to touch heaven. And he said, it is possible. Oh, they may touch heaven. He came down to confuse their language. You know why? That is not God's will. I want to see something here. As a church, if we can be one heart, nothing is denied. That's why when Jesus said to the disciples concerning the promise of the Father, he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from high. And that is the time God gave us one unified, beautiful language to bring us, cause us to come as one. And nothing is impossible if we can come in one unit. And he comes to divide. That's enemy. He paints a picture which is not true. So let me ask you a question. If he is the stealer and the thief, that means to say you possess something. That's why he comes to steal. Right? So if you are the healed, he will say that you are not healed. Pray more. Your faith is not enough. Do that. Do this. He will deviate you from the plan of God. From the purposes of God. He comes to steal from you because he knows that you have. What is that to steal? If you don't possess, come on guys, think about it for a moment. Divine alignment. I'm going by the flow, okay? Divine alignment. I promise you, I'll stop in time. But not until I see a breakthrough here. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I ask you a question here. I think uh, you're all bold people, and I can see you're expressing people. Hallelujah. You've been struggling with an addiction. And you're asking God, how long? How long? Week after week I come. Week after week, week I confess. But I didn't see yet the manifestation. How long? Is there anyone like that? Why is so silent here? If you don't, then I will call you by name. I want to say something to you. You no need to raise your hands. You no need to stand up. 
today is your victory day. It begins tonight. Divine alignment. God called Abram, promised him that he will have a son. He's waiting. Nothing seemed to happen. And we know the story. Nothing happened, seemed to happen. At last, God told him, Abram, I'm going to change your name now. Here afterwards, you are no more Abram. I call you Abraham. My question to you is this. What does it mean? Abraham. Abraham means I am a father. I am a father. That is his name. Think about for a moment. How can he call himself a father when he is not? God calls him Abraham. You are no more Abraham. His wife may be calling Abraham. He said, no, 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 no. Call me Abraham. My name has a change. Do you know what's the meaning of it? I am a father. I am a father. I am a father. Divine alignment is when you say yes to the Lord. And whatever he say, yes, Lord, and full stop, period, they say. That's it. I believe what you said. The moment he started to call himself Abraham, the word of God says he got strength. <laughs> Bring forth a son. It did not happen until he called himself Abraham. When you come to a divine alignment of saying, Lord, I believe what you said in your word. I believe and walk as if you have received it. Because God cannot lie. God is not a man to lie. He's not a man to repent. If he said it, it is done. Hallelujah. 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 Many times we don't want to align because we are seeing the circumstances and the situations and say, Lord, I don't think so. I don't think so. Today, you can make a decision to say amen every time a scripture comes to your heart. Do not doubt in your mind. Believe in your heart. The mind can go different directions. Believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. Slowly but steadily, your mind is going to pick up things. Oh, oh, now I understand. Now I understand. Divine alignment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, in the Old Testament, there are divine types and shadows that concerns what Jesus came to do in redemption. 
I'm going to show you one or two just types and show you something so that we can pick up something here before we leave. Exodus chapter 12, when you read, book of Exodus chapter 12, talks about Passover lamb. You all know what is Passover lamb? Hello? Passing over, Passover lamb. You know the story where God asked Moses to have this celebration of Passover. Just before the day, they left Egypt. Watch carefully here. Whenever you see any of the type like that in the Old Testament, you need to look in the New Testament. Is there any reference to that? If you find one, that's called true type. As a Bible teacher, I'll show you something here. Watch. What is a true type? If you see something in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New Testament, that is a true type. This particular Passover meal is a true type. The Word of God says, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, Christ, our Passover. What is that? Christ, our Passover. So it's a true type. What happens here? They have to kill an animal, lamb, take the blood, apply in the doorpost and the lintel. Right? Just apply. Just apply. Just apply, making cross kind of a thing. Lintel and doorpost. Lintel and doorpost. Apply the blood. The angel of death will pass over. Why he passes over? Death has happened in the house. On you and me, we have the blood of Jesus already. What does it mean? Death has happened. And no more death. If it's no more death, no more sickness. Did you get it? See, Romans 5.12 says, through one man, sin entered. Death through sin. Hello? Are you with me? To one man, sin entered. Death through sin. When sin enters, death enters. Hello? Are you with me? Now, death has already happened. Jesus Christ has already paid the penalty. That means another death cannot happen. That's the reason why you can believe in divine healing. Are you with me now? Okay, let's pass. Second type. Let me show you second type. This you will find in uh, Numbers chapter 21. When you read in Numbers chapter 21, 4 to 9, there's a picture where Moses was asked, the Lord asked Moses to make a brazen serpent. Why? People of God murmured against God and his servant Moses. And the fiery serpents came to bite them, and people were dying. The word of God says, Moses, I mean, the people came to Moses and pleaded their case. And Moses goes to the presence of God. And God says, make a fiery serpent, brazen serpent. And put it on a pole, lift it high above. Anyone who looks or gazes at the brazen serpent shall be healed, delivered, will not die. Now, what is that? Is it a true type? Yes. Why? John chapter 3 verse 14 says, as... Moses has lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So shall the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in the name of Jesus shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Watch. Gazing 
Rafarsier, believing to you and me. Uh, I was uh, ministering to somebody. One of my students' husband had a rare blood disease, very rare blood disease. And uh, he went to the doctor. Doctors found that his blood count, I don't know what is the meaning of it. He says that it is beyond medicine. We can't, we can't help you now. Sorry, we will advise you, take a break from your work. Could be it, it is caused by stress. We do not know. Because we have never seen such account. So he took a break. In fact, temporarily suspended from all his work. And he goes back to the doctor. And he says, still, take some more days leave. And he quit the job, actually. No remedy. No improvement. Medically impossible. We were attending a wedding. He was seated next to us. And I saw him almost yellow. On top of it, jaundice came. He said to me, Sir, this is the diagnosis. And the Lord said to me, Son, go and minister later. I was about to minister him. The Lord said, No, go to his home and minister. I went to his home. I told him to do one thing, one and the only thing. Stand up. Not you. I told him. <laughs> he stood. I said, can you look at the brazen serpent? Watch carefully here. Why God asked Moses to make a brazen serpent? Do you know why? People always looking at the serpent that bites. They could not take their eyes off the serpent. What is causing you problem? You are always gazing at it. So God is in his mercy, made this brazen serpent. Do you want to see a serpent? Really you want to see a serpent? See a dead one. Don't see the biting one. It is already crushed, judged on the cross. If you can have a gaze, if you can just have a gaze. So I told him, can you gaze? And I told him, what is gazing? Not just looking. Believing here. They're asking, sir, I thought heart is here. No, no, no. Heart is here. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. He that believeth that out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's where you believe, deep inside you. Not here. And he closed his eyes. I finished my prayer. He is gazing. He is believing. And he did not stop. He was like a sculpture. Until I knocked him. Hello, prayer is over. You know what happened? He went back to the doctors. Blood normal. Yeah. He's ministering as a missionary now. Real quick, I have a few more minutes. <laughs> Sin causes sickness. Satan is the enemy. Satan causes sickness. Two. Say with me. Sin causes sickness. Come on, guys. Tell me. It's a classroom. Sin causes sickness. Sin causes sickness. Satan causes sickness. 
I, I have for everything, I have scripture. Sin causes, Satan causes. Sin causes. John chapter 9, disciples are walking. And they saw a blind man. They asked him a question. Who sinned that he was born blind? Is he sinned or his parents sinned? Obviously, we know that parents cannot be sinned because he's born blind. Anyway, he's born blind. So can you see that question that uh, they're asking? Seeing a blind man who sinned. Sin and sickness kind of have a connection. John chapter 5 and verse 14. You see this man who was healed in the pool of Pedesta. Important man. You all recall the 38 years long? No one could help him. Jesus comes along, heals him. You know the story? Then now he says, he sees him in the temple. And Jesus tells him, son, you are healed now. Sin no more, lest a worse thing may come upon thee. Sin and sickness are connected. Are you with me so far? So what did Jesus do on the cross? He became he became sin. He became sin on the cross. So sin cannot have any dominion over you today. No. Don't ever ask any people to come for prayer. What sin have you committed? Don't ever ask that. Sin has been dealt with on the cross. Pay the price. Pay the penalty. It costed God everything, including his only son. He became sin on the cross. Hallelujah. Jesus dealt with sin. What about Satan? Hmm. Job chapter 2 verse 7 talks about Job. How Satan went about and put all these sore boils on the body of Job. Satan went and Satan did that. Satan has sickness and disease, not from heaven. Don't ever, don't ever say, God has put this sickness on me. He doesn't have one. Every good thing comes from heaven. He doesn't need to teach you by giving you sickness and disease. No, my dear brothers and sisters, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your own kids, don't ever say that. God put this sickness on me. No. Luke chapter 13, verse 11 and 16. This woman who was bent down for 18 years. Jesus comes and says, daughter of Abraham, how Satan hath bound her. No, all these 18 years. Who hath bound her? Who? Who? Satan hath bound her. All these 18 years. And the word of God says, if you go back to 11th verse, it says, spirit of infirmity that caused. So devil sent an infirmity, spirit of infirmity, by the way. Anyone who is dealing with fear. Now, now I am not, I, I, the Lord specifically told me this. Fear is a spirit. It is a bondage. Spirit of infirmity is fear. Uh, listen, I'm not going to individually pray over you right now as the spirit of the Lord leads. But I want to finish what I've started here. I, want you, I just want you to grab hold of this teaching, what I'm saying. These are all truths. 
right believing will result in right living. Divine alignment. I'm not saying that your church is not teaching the right things. I'm so humbled. Wonderful. You're doing, you're doing the best. I'm here just to give you that, that, that a little bit of encouragement. I'm not here to boast how much I know. That's not my intent. But I am here by appointment. Fear is a spirit. You may ask me a question. What can I do? Cast it out. You can do it. You don't need to expect. Well, it can happen. God has not given you what? But? And? And? Yeah, you see, you know, you know, you know all court, court scripture, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, Satan and sickness, right? Satan and sickness. Satan and sickness. Sin and sickness. Now, on the cross, Jesus crushed that enemy's head. He dealt with Satan. So, if Jesus has done with the cause, dealt with the cause, what is that to have sickness and disease in your bodies now or in your life now? Kick it out. It has no right over your body. Some people say, you know my body ache? You know my tummy ache? Who said it's your tummy ache? Why you want to own it? Did you get it? You know, brother, my tummy ache. Huh? Who said your tummy ache? Many years ago, I was in the hospital, had to have a blood checkup because they, uh, regarding some property matters, they had to have a blood checkup. And they checked my blood and found my glucose level reached the limit by 0.1. And the doctor said, you are diabetic. Right words, you are pre-diabetic. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> he said, you are pre-diabetic. I said, I'm a man of God. They want to actually give me a new name. You're diabetic. I said, I'm a man of God. Almost I argue with the doctor. I'm Listen to me very carefully. I'm not saying that you need to argue. But if necessary, do it. I don't want any new name. I am the beloved of the Lord, Samuel. The Lord hurts me is my name. Dhanaraj means king of money. Hallelujah. God has called me into freedom. You don't christen and tell me new name. I can't accept the new name. Diabetic. No. But they chopped in my papers, diabetic. Pre-diabetic. So I said, no. He said to me, you need to go through two years of test. I said, yes, two years I'll go through test, whatever test you asked me to go. They tested me right from the eye nerves to the feet nerves. And everybody, they checked, they said, you're looking good. Your report is good. I said, I told you. <laughs> I'll remain. If God tarries, I have the sharpest eyesight. Because I believed God. 
with all due respect to the people who are wearing spectacles. <laughs> Perfect eyesight until to date. I'm not taking any medication. Every time I go for a checkup, my glucose results will come normal. And every time the doctor will say, excellent control. I said, no, <laughs> Holy Ghost control. <laughs> I eat, do you know how much sweet I ate after coming to New Zealand? Hallelujah. not going to spike sugar. No way. You know why? Listen. The moment you believe wrong, you, you open the door. You open the door. Oh, I have eaten. I don't know what good. You keep saying that. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is speaking now. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Then you don't go and complain why this has happened. A little bit teaching, a little bit preaching. Let's see for ministering now. You know, Jesus is the only name above all names. Somebody was asking question. Some people were saying, with long life, I will satisfy you. With this thought, I will, I'm going to end. With long life, I will satisfy you. I'll show you Yeshua, my salvation. So some people were kept coming. They said, we are believing to live for 120 years. Is there anyone believing for 120 years? Guys, let me see your hands, please. <laughs> wow, you are of unbelief. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> I'll tell you something. Somebody came and told me, I'm believing God for 120 years, I said. <laughs> then I said, if you truly, the son of Abraham, he lived 175. Why can't we believe 170 now? Listen carefully here. It is not how many years you are going to live. With all honesty, I want to say something. Lord, give me the heart of wisdom to number my days, not years. Let's face the fact. I'm not saying that we will not live long. I'll be wrong in saying that because God's word says, but I will tell you, Everyone's years are numbered by the Lord already. Not one day Satan can steal from you. That's why we are believing for healing. Did you get it? Did you get it right? Sickness cannot take your life off. God's plan. No. No. Now this is the time I sense I'll be ministering healing to you guys as the spirit of the Lord wills. Can you come there? Worship team, that song that you sang, Jesus. And uh, I'm going to ask you, feel free. What do you need from the Lord? I'm here as a vessel sent by God. I told you already, I'm here by appointment. Don't miss an opportunity because when Pastor Paul and all the others, they were speaking about anointing that breaks the yoke. I used to say this word, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 
Do you know, I used to tell my students, this is the word I used to say, how God anointed Samuel of Singapore with Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Samuel. You can put your name there. And I'm believing with you to join my faith with you guys. And also later on, the ministry team will come and help us out if needed. But I'm believing with you for a miracle to begin tonight. Are you all ready? Are you all ready? Don't be shy. Don't, don't, don't feel shy. I open myself to you. I'm here by appointment. I told you already. Don't look to me. The word of God says, the man, the friends carried this man. They could not bring in. The house is full. They have to lower him from the rooftop. And the word of God nicely says, wonderfully it puts, when they lowered that sick man, when they lowered the sick man in front of Jesus, you need to come in front of Jesus, in front of the word of God. Then he will send his word and heal you, deliver you from all your oppression. Don't ever come and say, I need healing. Say, I'm here to declare I am the healed. Uh, one more thought is coming to my mind. Let me say that. I was speaking to the connect group that day. When a nation goes against another nation, there is an invasion army that goes first. Invasion army. They go fight the fight. Gain grounds. Followed by another occupational army that follows. Invasion army is to win the battle. Occupational army is to occupy the territory. That was one. Careful, just watch here. I mean, they pitch their flag and say, this belongs to me. The invasion captain, Lord Jesus, has already gone before. I won the battle for you and me. And we are the occupational now. We come to occupy what Jesus has won on the cross. We are not fighting to get. We are fighting to retain. So when you are coming in front, you are not saying, Lord, please kill me. No. I, I agree. I am the healed already, Lord. Let me have the manifestation now. Hallelujah. Something begins tonight.